you're not alone. I want you to know that right off the bat. First things you hear out of my mouth, you're not alone. What's up, world? It's your big bro, Mike Esser, and this is Addiction Zombie. This being the first episode, the idea of stumbling across it and finding something that may be interesting, may be needed in your life is really why I'm here. Uh, Addiction Zombie itself is something that came about with years of uh, practice and research and interactions with uh, clients from all sorts of diverse uh, segments of the communities. And uh, what I bring to you is not something that just got pulled out of my back end. It's something that uh, has evidence-based best practices, practice-based uh, evidence that uh, support it all. These are all things I've worked with myself and I've worked with others um, to develop. So know you're in good hands. And I hope there's something you can get out of this. The mission is to present an engaging addiction and life skills series designed to help you develop a more self-reliant, self-empowered, and self-regulating lifestyle in the face of your own zombie apocalypse. You know, the idea that addiction is why we're here. Um, and, and I'm talking about universal addiction, not just drugs and alcohol, food, sex, gambling, you know, money. All these different things that could be taking over our lives that we could mindlessly be participating in or controlled by, um, like a zombie. You know, the idea that these things become something that take more and more control, feed more and more on our energy um, and our resources uh, really is where these metaphors for zombies come in. And so my mission, again, is to bring this series to you. Um, but I do have an, a companion workbook that goes along with it. You can get it from Amazon or you can go to uh, wordpress.com slash addiction zombie, which is my blog. There's links there that take you directly to it. Uh, the companion workbook is called Addiction Zombie, the Undead Workbook, uh, the Undead Addiction Workbook. And... Um, it is available in ebook and paperback, so you can either print it out or work on it, you know, via your, your tablet or phone. Um, so with that in mind, I want to kind of kick off this first episode, and I want us to talk about self-preservation, getting in the mindset we need to um, venture out and to start to uh, defeat these things that are coming against us. I want to introduce you to the five things I want you to start to focus on, and I want to give you an assessment tool, a self-assessment tool that we're going to use at least once a week to uh, check our status, all right? Well, when it comes to self-preservation, we all exist in a state of self-preservation, whether we know it or not. This means we're always doing what we feel we need to do to survive. I base all of my decisions on whether or not it is something that is, is essential to my survival. Now, your things are going to be different from my things, um, and we're all going to have different uh, beliefs and goals and morals that are going to direct us in, in, in making decisions 
And so having that be something that we're aware of is important, bringing that to the forefront of our brain, that every decision we make, whether we know it or not, is something we've decided is essential to our survival. You know, um, whether it's paying our bills or, or eating or sleeping or whatever it is that we're doing, um, we're feeling pain, so we need to soothe that. Um, we're feeling anxious, we need to soothe that. We're feeling depressed, we need to soothe that. We have, uh, uh, we're lonely, we need to soothe that. All of those things that we do to uh, satisfy ourselves or to regulate ourselves um, or to self-soothe um, are things that we've determined essential. Now, sometimes, though, as life happens, our actions can become skewed and based on faulty beliefs. I call these things zombies. So to correct these things and rid ourselves of these undead addictions and burdens, we need to honestly self-assess our lives, our situations, and our surroundings while spending enough time gathering enough information so that we have enough facts to actually make real changes in our lives. You know, it's now from that new self-aware, connected, newly educated position that we can then begin to move forward making the best decisions for our lives. Now, I know it sounds like a lot, but we're going to get there, and I'm going to take you through step-by-step step getting there. And so I feel the keys to being successful and surviving our own apocalypse really boils down to being honest, actively re-engaging the world around us, and having a real desire to be healthier. Okay, and so the idea of self-preservation being something that we really need to focus on because it's going to be the thing that uh, is going to protect us. It's going to be the thing that is going to keep us from harm or even worse, death. Um, it's basically one of those uh, instincts that are that a human being and an animal has that is just real basic it ensures we have a satisfying and productive life it helps us maintain what we already have and to grow and develop in ways that allows us to meet challenges for the future lets us stay on track self-preservation is one of those things that we we really need to have in place and and again have it be in the forefront of our minds you know this means to me that if you give a healthy honest adult enough time with enough information they're gonna make the best decisions for their life but the key to this is honest while becoming healthier and more informed over time so we always need to be putting these things in when we decide to make decisions the idea that we're honest our focus is on becoming healthier we're looking for information and we're giving our, ourselves enough time with information, with that information to make good decisions. You know, this philosophy of self-aware honesty and growth is one that we're going to need to become familiar with as we work through the program. Um, and you want to survive and thrive. I really want you to want to survive and thrive. Um, there's something called Maslow's hierarchy of needs that describes basically the needs of all humans. And, and when you look at this pyramid, the bottom of that pyramid is things like food and water. Um, you know, right above that would be uh, security, you know, um, our community, our, our shelter, our things like that. Um, you know, above that would be our need for healthy relationships. Um, 
we then above that would be a, a need for a good healthy self-esteem and then finally the peak of that pyramid is our, our ability and our need to be able to grow and explore ourselves and and look to improvement um, looking to feed our own edification exploring you know just how far we can you know stretch our lives and, and, and stretch to our limits you know, and it's in that honest growth that we can choose healthier pro-social options versus the dangerous and sometimes illegal anti-social ones that may have brought us here to this conversation. So throughout this whole thing, you're going to get plenty of information and plenty of time to come to your own best conclusions for what you want in your life. Um, and it's not necessarily going to be easy. There are going to be some struggles, you know, and that's life. As humans, we don't like change. You know, you you make me have to change the way I drive to work, and I'm gonna be frustrated. You make me change the brand of uh, coffee I'm gonna drink, I might be frustrated. So the idea that these little things will frustrate us, these big things are are gonna be hard. It's just gonna be what it's gonna be. But know that when you're honest with yourself and you have that desire to survive or to self-preserve, I don't think there's nothing that's gonna cross your path that you won't be able to stand up to. And if you've been in a dark place where you're pulling yourself out from, that's another one of those things that just makes you stronger because you've had to pick yourself up from this place. So know that regardless of how you feel right now, you get up here and you do these things and you're going to start to gain focus. You're going to start to strengthen those muscles, whether they're real muscles in your arms and your legs or those mental muscles that we need to be able to continue to uh, to win and to defeat these zombies in our lives. And so with that idea and that theme that we're going to move forward with self-preservation and that we got to want to do it and we got to be honest about doing it, um, I want us to look at this mindset exercise. I, I got to get you into the mindset of fighting for this thing. Um, I need you to be in a place to where, you know, you're going to grind your teeth and you're going to fight like this thing is is life or death because for most of us it is okay so i want to take you into an extreme scenario that i'm going to run you through and you may want to come back and listen to this again anytime you uh, start to feel yourself wavering um, or just maybe as a good refresher all right so i want you to actually imagine yourself close your eyes and imagine yourself where i'm talking about in, in, in the scene that i described and i want you to be um, imagine yourself in the situation. I want it to be as real as possible. All right. So if you've ever played any of those first person shooter games, these are the type of uh, games that the main character is you. And what you see is in gameplay is your point of view. And so now I want you to imagine yourself decked out in full jungle camouflage gear, complete with a comfortable black boots, laced up nice and tight, thick body armor under your coat, protecting your chest and neck, gloves with a trigger finger cut out so you can uh, better feel the various triggers on all the various guns you're carrying. Um, I want you to uh, imagine you've got uh, multiple handguns positioned in, in harnesses, uh, as well, you're carrying uh, the greatest fully automatic rifle equipped with all the bells and whistles. You've got countless numbers of spare clips. You're somebody who is got knives positioned in all the right places, depending on whatever kind of battle you're going to get in or situation you're going to get in. You're going to have these things ready um, at your hands. 
positions just right for easy access. Your face is painted up, you know, to blend in with the environment. Your head's got a military-grade helmet on it designed to protect you while um, allowing you to communicate, you know, with any, any members on your team. The environment that you're standing in is a small open area in a very thickly overgrown forest. You're standing between a bunch of trees that look 100 years old. Um, you see that there's a few possible ways in and out, but they really don't look easy to navigate, um, except for one, and it's up ahead of you. And so you take inventory of all of this. Suddenly, a realization comes over you as a siren goes off in the distance, and your mind begins to race. You're not dressed to go to the prom, uh, but you are ready to be tested. And so, regardless, get ready to dance. Horrible growling sounds rustle off in the distance. They grow louder and louder as they get closer and closer. The smell of undead flesh and sweat uh, fills the air, and your heart starts to pound. Um, louder and louder it gets as these things, whatever they are, are just outside the opening and they're closing in fast. You make sure that your gun safety's off. You know that you have, you're seconds away from being either uh, eaten or in the middle of the biggest fight of your life. It's you or them. It's at that point where it's going to be you or them. Now is the first beast breaks through the, the heavy brushes, splitting branches as it leaps between those two great trees off in the distance that you saw your, as your way out. They come at you. Um, they, they look jagged, lipless teeth, dripping with streams of slobby, slobbery blood and a plethora of other nightmarish qualities that are just too numerous to mention in this brief instance. But you know at this point your choice is to live or die. So what do you do? Do you give up? Or do you pull the trigger and empty that clip? Do you reload and reload, killing each new undead creature as that onslaught, onslaught continues? Well, of course you do. And then as those, those zombie bodies pile up, you know, you start to run out of ammo. And you see that they're still coming. These nightmarish zombies are what's between you and your way out. But you don't give up now you pull out your knives you grit your teeth and you start attacking those things because your life depends on it you're going to do whatever it takes so that it's going to be you that lives and not them that succeeds and so now you're going to swing away because quitting's not on the menu you attack those monsters stabbing them repeatedly even though they wildly try to scratch you and they wildly try to bite at you. Um, you get down to the very last one. And in that one last fatal blow to the head, right before you're, it's able to sink its infected teeth into you, you push over its limp body. You wipe off your knife. You stand up and you head off in the direction that you feels best for you and your survival goals. You know it's not going to be easy to get through all of this, but you know that you've got some unseen uh, struggles ahead that you're ready for. If you can get through that, you can get through anything.
But with that fire that's been ignited in you to survive, there's nothing that's going to cross your path that, that you won't attack with your new fierce eat-or-be-eaten mentality. So the points rack up on the screen, and, and the screen reads level complete. So if you haven't figured out this battle scenario is your life, and those fierce zombie beasts are those addiction zombies out there, those drugs, those other things that have been coming against you and your goals um, that you want to set for your life. You know, they can either represent, again, those drugs that have caused you and your family so much heartache, uh, or they can be other things, like I talked about, sex, eating, shopping, money, gambling, thrill-seeking, whatever. You know, it's in that kill-or-be-killed attitude that we need to exist when it comes to battling our addiction. I know it sounds very extreme, but they say when it comes to addiction, there's only so many outcomes. Um, and, and it's either you're going to get better, um, it's going to take over and ruin your life, um, or it's going to kill you. And so we need to fight for our healthy lives like these things are actual zombies coming in hordes to take us down for our flesh. We need to get up every morning and as hard as it'll be, get pumped up to fight these things that want to do all sorts of harm to us, our kids, our family, you know, our parents, you know, our wives, our husbands, you know, uh, everything that we love, every goal that we've set forth or have ever wanted to set forth. They're coming for it all, and we've got to fight for it ourselves. We've got to fight for what we believe in. Now, never forget this strong, determined survivor mindset as we move forward through this, uh, these metaphorical trees um, in this notorious forest of life that we're living. Always remember those beasts and their teeth and how you had to fight for your life to take them down. Each and every one of them, another opportunity to win or lose. Um, you had to get them before they got you. So you saw them coming, but you were prepared. You were armed up. You were ready. And so know that you know why you never want to go back there again. Because of all of that that it took you to get out of there. All right? So now that you've got this mindset and you're pointed in the right direction, know that there's going to be more to this, just more to this than just brute force and willpower. We'll be covering as much as we can throughout this program. Um, some things are going to take patience and finesse. Other things are going to require you to get physical um, and, and get involved and break down some of those walls that you've so efficiently been building up in your, wife, in your life for some time now. When you're ready, strap up and let the rest of your training begin. That's where our heads are at, you know, and that's where we need to be. And it's, it's in that gritting our teeth, mashing our fists, and putting our head in this game that when anything comes against us, any measure of, of anything that we determine is going to be unhealthy or going to, to work against our goals, whether that's an old friend, whether that's going to some old places, or whether that's the old things that we used to do to self-soothe or to um, reward ourselves or to self-medicate ourselves. It's in all of those things that I want us to be able to take this new attitude out, you know, and, and to be able to 
use that motivation and use that mindset to be able to say no, to be able to kill that zombie in our life, that metaphorical zombie that is trying to come for us, that addiction that's trying to come for us, you know, and, and we do that by saying no, we do that by redirecting ourselves, we do that by, by making moves that put us in healthier places so that we aren't even um, presented with the possibilities of having these things in our lives. We minimize our time with those risky, unhealthy people, places, and things, and we maximize our time with good, healthy alternatives, you know? And so I want you to make a pledge to yourself and, and your family and, and, and your community that this is something that you're going to be doing. This is something that, that you want to do. And I want you to line up those pledges and those things that you need to work on and you need to fix because those are going to be the things you're going to be working on. And you may not know all those things right now. You just know you want to, you know, you want to take control of this addiction. You know, you want to be able to uh, handle these zombies in your life. And, and that's good. But know that the mindset of setting goals is something that we want to kind of keep going. Um, these pledges to ourselves that we're going to do the best we can do with this is our mission. Um, you know, and, and so what it's going to take, it's going to take us looking at five things. You know, what is it going to take for us to build the foundation beyond our fight or flight mentality? You know, um, this new hardened stance uh, against our addiction that we're going to be taking that we just learned that we need to have. Um, we're going to add five elements, five things that we can control every day to our repertoire. We're going to do these things because not only do they help us in our interactions, they help us on a surface level that we will easily be able to understand, but they affect us down to our molecular level, down to our cells. And, and if we do these things, we're going to put ourselves in a healthier place. We're going to put ourselves in a place that we are working on ourselves so our self-esteem grows. Um, it's going to build our relationships, which means our, our um, friendships are going to be growing. It's going to ensure that um, we are actively being pro-social in our communities and that we're feeding ourselves um, and hydrating ourselves in ways that optimize our ability to function and to control um, ourselves. And it's in all of those things that we're doing, again, that takes us back to our self-esteem being built up. And with all of these things in place, we then have the opportunity to do whatever we want to do with it. Um, the focus to, to attempt um, more and more and to plan more and more and to have those dreams start to come true that we've always wished we had in place and so the five things start with our sleep you need to pay attention to how you're sleeping it's the low-hanging fruit of mental health if we can get ourselves in in a place to where we're consistently sleeping uh, regular hours on a regular schedule it's going to affect us in so many ways um, we're going to get into it more down the road but know that I want you to start to get your sleep now they always talk about eight hours but that's just arbitrary the idea that we sleep in 90 minute cycles 
Uh, our body goes through these 90 minute cycles, means sleeping 90 minutes, three hours, four and a half hours, six hours, seven and a half hours, nine hours, allows us to wake up at the end of those cycles. When you wake up in between those cycles by an alarm clock or something like that, you, you tend to feel groggy. Um, you know, you tend to uh, not um, feel as rested. And so if you plan your sleep for those three, four and a half, six hours, seven and a half hours, nine hours, you will um, allow your body to complete those cycles, but then you're going to feel better rested. Um, there's human growth hormones that, that are, are released during those periods. There's um, the removal of waste product in your brain um, that, that happens while you're sleeping. There's just a whole lot of healthy things going on. Um, your body just gets to shut down and, and do a lot of good repair that we're probably going to need, um, that we're definitely going to need. But um, we're probably going to need more and more as we go through this process because we're going to be changing things up. Second thing is your eating. You need to be able to start focusing on what you're eating. Um, and I'm not your dietitian, but I am saying that you need to pay attention to what you're doing. And regardless of your financial level, um, you know, your, your budget, you need to be able to do what's best for you. Now, some standard things can be that you just start to cut out the sugar, you start cutting out the fast food, which is all carbohydrates um, for the most part, um, uh, a lot of salt, things like that. You know, you may want to just start to plan to have some good protein with every meal, you know, some good fats for your snacks. You know, I think a good exercise or a good tool that I learned is if every meal you eat a palm-sized piece of protein along with a fist-sized um, carbohydrate and a fist-sized side of vegetables, you um, are going to have a good regulated, balanced meal every, every meal. Um, and then if your snacks um, are something that's got some healthy protein in it, some jerky, some, some nuts, a um, piece of fruit, you know, some, some vegetables, the crispy vegetables, things like that. That's a good way of eating. So you figure out what's best for you. But what you need to pay attention to is that you're hydrating yourself and that you're getting good food in um, throughout your day. So your blood sugar levels don't spike and all this, that and the other. Um, but just so that you know that what you put into your body is what you get out. You know, it, what you eat literally is the building blocks of your body. So if you've only eaten Big Macs for the last two years, well, your body's made out of Big Macs for the most part. You know, the idea that, that if it's just junk food, well, then your body's made out of junk food. And no wonder you get so stressed so easily and, and depressed so easily. And, and all of these things, you, you just don't feel good or strong. Um, and so we want to put in some good nutrients that, that kick all of our systems into gear, that force our body to break these things down. Um, which, which kicks in all of the gears um, that we need to get healthier. Um, the next thing is exercise. Number three, and you can count these things off on your finger to, rem to remember them. Number three, exercising. It doesn't need to be crazy wild. You don't need to spend a lot of time in the gym. If you don't need to, if you don't want to, you can't. But the idea that if you want to, do what you got to do. But if you can get 20 or 30 minutes of movement in every day, you know, if you walk to bus stops and stuff like that, you're getting some good moves in there. It's good. Um, if you have a sedentary job and you're just kind of 
behind a desk or something, you might need to get up and do some push-ups or some squats, some jumping jacks, something to kind of get you moving. And I did read a study where they compared people who did 50 minutes of steady state cardio and people who did 10 minutes of what's called HIT, um, high inter interval training. Um, and the idea that for 10 minutes and, and the idea that the people who um, did the 10 minute interval training versus the 50 minute solid state um, after 90 days, I think it was, um, had the same results, except for one group spent 10 minutes a day and the other spent 50 minutes a day. So an extra 40 minutes times 90 days uh, is what the what the group saved. saved. Um, and there was blood work and all this stuff done with it. Um, and so it's one of those things that I like to point out. And HIT training basically has you starting off at a slow pace for a minute or two and then going at a full uh, full pace, uh, as fast as you can go pace for 60 seconds. Um, and then back down to a minute or two of slow state and then back up to one minute of, of, of full on um, high interval uh, training and then back down. And this back and forth over about 10 minutes allows you your body to kind of go through enough of a cycle that stays with you for hours on end afterwards um, and it gets your heart rate up and down in a way that really does benefit you and your body in a very short period of time so now you again I'm not your dietitian you know I'm not your uh, fitness coach but I am going to tell you that by adding something like that to your life it's going to again get those muscles working it's going to get your body moving it's going to build that self-esteem because you're spending all this time fixing your body and working on your body and it's in that kind of stuff that we just start to feel healthier our stress levels go down our depression levels go down you know we get these natural rewards and the chemicals that our, our body receives um, and you layer that on top of eating good which now you're paying attention to those things so there's a conscious reward there a self-esteem reward there and you're getting enough sleep so your patience is all better it's in all of those combined things that you become somebody who can deal with removing this thing in your life working on killing these zombies in your life um, and, and it's those basic fundamentals that we start to grow with and we start to build with um, adding to that learning something new every day you know your brain is a complicated web of neurons and, and, and receptors and these pathways these electric pathways and the idea that you learn something new fires a new path you know forces the use of these neurons it, it really is one of those use it or lose it type things that that really when we go stagnant with those things it becomes something that affects us and that's where things like Alzheimer's and things like that um, are starting to be shown to develop from and, and so if we are constantly looking for knowledge and learning new things um, one of the best things about learning new things is it allows you to share those new things um, you know you're able to then have in conversations about new things instead of just living your autopilot life you know just day in and day out you're now somebody who has the ability to share and interact um, to be hungry for information and that information gets applied to your life and it's in that that there's growth as well um, you're using those neurons which forces your body to have to generate more neurons 
And so you're using those things actively. You're making better connections in your brain. It's all of these things that allow us to um, start to be able to create new pathways that um, allow us to heal up those old pathways. It allows us to create new, stronger connections in our mind versus the old um, connections that we existed off of that um, were related to our addictions. And, and so that learning is, is essential every day. Um, and I like the fact that we share those things because it, it just creates a, an added layer uh, of connection with those um, learned facts and those learned um, things. The last part, number five, is appreciation and love. We need to be able to appreciate things in our life. We need to show love to those things in our life. If we're not doing that, then there's a problem because um, we need that. And, and it's part of our interactions and our connections with the world around us. You know, if you can live an appreciative life, the world's going to appreciate back. And it's in those warm and fuzzies that get developed. It's in that, that appreciation that people feel uh, a better connection to you. You know, they then express their appreciation towards you. A smile for a smile. You know, you hold the door for somebody. Somebody holds the door for you. It's just a better world that you live in. And telling people, you know, um, that you appreciate them on the regular is one of those things that, that really does help you feel good. It really helps you feel connected. Um, and in, with addiction, we, we sever a lot of these things out of shame. We sever a lot of these things um, a, a, out of our, our need to hide or our need to overcompensate or our, our need to disconnect from our world around us so that this thing is our thing because it just worked. Um, and that temporary working of it causes this, this void in our life. And so by sharing... Um, our appreciation and telling people that we love them, but also ourselves. We appreciate ourselves and we appreciate what we have. We need to be going through an inventory of all the good things you have in your life and all the good things that you are doing for your life so that when you start to feel defeated or sad, rejected or whatever it is, you can pull on those things to bring you back to some level of sanity. And when you add that in, to your sleeping and your eating and your exercising and the fact that you're learning new things and the fact that you're connecting with people and people are connecting with you, you find yourself in this place with this platform that really is just better. It really is just happier, healthier. It really does create this, this kind of world to where you can see where it can grow and get to a place to where you're going to look at that new life. And you're going to turn around and you're going to look at the old life without those things consciously being uh, worked on, consciously being, um, um, you know, adapted and built on because you know it's making you healthier. You're going to look at that old life without all of that. And it's going to someday get to a point to where it's like a no brainer. Oh my goodness. No way am I going back to that lifestyle because of look at all of the things I got now and the way I feel now. And, and that's what we want. You wanted this new focus on all of these new things to fill your day, to fill your time, to fill your mind, um, focusing on these good, healthy things so that it, it's, it makes it easier 
to neglect that addiction makes it easier to turn from that and then makes it a no-brainer why we never want to go back and so to strengthen that because those are the things we're going to be doing every day once a week I want you to take yourself through this self-assessment that I want to have you answer some questions and also know that the self-assessment that I'm going to give you right now um, aside with everything else I'm talking about being in the workbook but the self-assessment is one of those things that you can also use not just for yourself as a status check but you can use these questions to engage with other people ask people these exact same questions and and share your answers to them and then hear their answers and watch watch the conversations happen it's like training wheels for counseling but it's training wheels for conversation too the first thing in your self-assessment I want you to ask yourself it's the biggest struggle you had this past week by identifying your biggest struggle this past week it's going to allow you to put that on your radar put it on your mind in a way that our egos can start to work on you know um, because we're working on being healthier in all these different areas we're not going to want to keep something um, struggle any struggle on our plate we're not going to keep want to keep something unhealthy uh, in our lives we're going to start to even if we don't have a plan to do it we're going to start to work on those things in a way that is um, going to remove it you know and and maybe with the energy and the enlightenment that we are putting in our lives those struggles are going to be less and less impactful because we're going to have better and better solutions we're going to react faster and faster to them things as they present themselves in our lives but I want you to at least think about it and some weeks you may get to a point where there was no struggles hallelujah that's awesome that's great you know that's the mission um, you know there's still gonna be slight little things in life that happen but it is what it is you're gonna get to a place to where they don't take you down anymore and that's what I want you to ask yourself so what's the biggest struggle the next thing I want you to ask you what's the best thing that happened to me this past week by identifying what the best thing that was or the best things were um, you're gonna be able to pat yourself on the back but you're also gonna be able to add those things to your healthy inventory of, of good things that you've done uh, and it'll be a growing list the next thing is what's the biggest thing I gotta do this upcoming week by identifying a direction to head for the week it's a short enough period of time with a specific enough thing that you're gonna get it done you know that's what you're looking to do um, and even if you don't get it done at least you're gonna head in that direction and next week it's gonna be on your list again and again that ego kicks in and we're not gonna to want to have something hanging over our head that we need to get done when we're knocking out all these other things in our lives in such an efficient way and, and so it'll be something that our, our conscious mind our subconscious mind is gonna have us looking to take care of um, and, and so looking at setting ourselves in that direction by asking what's the biggest thing I gotta do what are my plans for the upcoming week um, the next thing I want to be able to ask ourselves is I want to ask ourselves how have we been eating sleeping and exercising you know I want you to status check those things I want you to status check um, what's something I've learned this past week and I want you to identify someone or something that you need to show appreciation to the final thing in your self-assessment is I want you to be able to rate your week how was my week 1 to 10 how would I have rated this week and if you say your week was a 7 okay cool well I want you to ask some follow-up questions I want you to say well so what made my week a 7 and not a 10 what could have happened that would have made it a 10 and that becomes something now that you can focus on um, 
as as something you want to add to your life. The idea here also is I want you to ask yourself, why is it a seven and not a five? You know, um, you know, what made it a seven and, and not less than a seven? Well, because I did have a good week and now you start to identify all the positive things that you've done. And those things become things that you can start to remember and give credit to. Um, and it's in that back and forth, those questions, either way that you start to rank yourself, that next week when you rate yourself, you're going to be able to see, one, the score improvement, and your mind loves numbers. So the idea that you're giving a number to these things is cool because you can see your ups and downs, but then you're able to ask yourself, so why did it go up and down, um, and, and get some of those answers that you can put on your to-do list or that you can pat yourself on the back for um, and add to your healthy inventory list. All right. And so it's in those things that I'm going to leave you with. I want us to be able to go through that exercise every week. Um, sometimes I'm going to share my ups and downs for the week when it comes to uh, my self-assessment. The hopes is, is to get some people in here to answer for themselves their self-assessments. Um, I'm going to look at you know, actual people out in the community, authors, writers, celebrities, all sorts of people who um, have worked to battle an addiction or are actively in recovery. Uh, I'm going to ask them those questions and present that to you guys uh, at the end of our episodes. Or I'm going to have those questions be something that I put out on social media and let you guys answer. And then maybe I read your uh, your answers to those things in this last segment of the podcast. But regardless, I want to leave you there. Next week, we are going to get into why do we do what we do? Um, you know, auto versus mindless zombie thinking. You know, the idea that we have these thoughts that lead to actions, that lead to feelings in this cycle. Um, that there's this process in which we've learned how to do everything we've ever learned how to do. Um, and, and this, this model that we'll look at allows us to kind of learn about how that works, but then also learn to take control of how that works. Um, and then we're going to give you a roadmap to take you from where you are to where you want to be. So tune in next week. All right. It's your big bro, Mike Esser. This is addiction zombie. I'm out. Hey, you made it this far. Right on. Well, thanks for listening. I want to give you some ways of reaching out and engaging with me beyond the podcast itself. Even though it originated from anchor.fm slash addiction zombie, you may have got it through Spotify or Google or a few other places that it's also uploaded to. Um, I want you to be able to reach out to me on Instagram, which is addiction zombie. And you can get me... Um, my blog, but also links to the workbook that goes along with this podcast, um, which is called Addiction Zombie, the Undead Addiction Workbook. And that is available on Amazon, but through the WordPress website, uh, you can get the link directly to it. At the same time, my blog has got all kinds of other zombie-related news and fun stuff there as well. Um, I do have a, a trilogy that I wrote called Undead Weapons, that um, you'll notice on this channel also has its own podcasts that uh, are being uploaded as I do them uh, in episode format. 
and that is me reading the books themselves um, in little two, three chapter segments. It's all there. It's all me. It's your big bro, Mike. Hope you're well. Be good. I'm out.